and welcome to One to Grow On, a show where we dig into questions about agriculture and try to understand how food production impacts us and our world. I'm Hallie Casey, and I studied and currently work in agriculture, and today I am here with not my dad, but producer Catherine. Hi, everyone. So today we are doing a special episode. Yes. What they don't tell you about starting an agriculture podcast is you don't magically learn a bunch about agriculture. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of questions for Hallie, and we figured some other people might have these same questions. Plus, it's fun to record together. So we wanted to put them on air so everybody can hear. Yeah, for sure. I think this is going to be super fun, and hopefully we can do more in future. Let us know what you think about this new format. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What did you What do you got for us? Okay, Hallie. Is a tomato a fruit? I've heard a lot about this. <laughs> I need to know the answer. I feel like we've had this conversation before. We might have. Actually, I remember us having this conversation, and I remembered that I was super confused, but I still don't understand it, so I need to clear it up <laughs> once and for all. Okay. Uh, okay, that's great. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, well, I, I definitely hope that we can clear it up. Okay, mm-hmm. is a tomato a fruit or vet? Do you just want to answer? Um, Yeah, an answer, a little bit of maybe why, that would be great. Okay, uh, the answer is it is both a fruit and a vegetable. What? That's not fair. Yeah, why is that not fair? Because, you know, you just you just want it to be one. Like... Nah, dude, nah, dude. It's nature. Everything could be everything. There are no actual lines in nature. It's we make true. everything up. Everything is a structure. Everything is human made. Everything is flawed. I feel like this is what they taught us in my English major, but about language. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I mean, te- I mean, it's, this is the same thing. This is like language. This is just how we are using language to understand the natural world. So you are right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I had some other ones. I was wondering if we could do like a rapid fire. Is it a fruit or vegetable? Okay. And then maybe you can yeah. tell me why. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. I like that idea. Okay. Spinach. Spinach is a vegetable. Artichokes. Vegetable. Sweet potatoes. Vegetable. Regular potatoes. Uh, vegetable and starch. Huh. Um, bell pepper. Uh, vegetable and fruit. Normal pepper. Like a cayenne. Vegetable and fruit. Oh, okay. So that was kind of hard. So... So, like, a cayenne pepper mm-hmm. is, I think, a vegetable and a fruit and what's called a specialty item. So it's all three of those, depending on who you ask or where you buy it. Hmm. Okay. Um, peas. Peas are both a fruit and a vegetable. Okay. Uh, cucumbers and, by extension, pickles. Cucumbers are a fruit and a vegetable. Pickles are fruit and a specialty item. Hmm. Okay. Um, beets. Beets are vegetable. Now, I think I know this one, but broccoli. Broccoli? Yeah, we'll say vegetable. That one's kind of, like, funny, but yeah, we'll say vegetable. That was the one I was most sure was just, like, a straight-up vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> are you... Okay, ginger. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. I think ginger is a vegetable and a specialty item, okay. depending on how you buy it. Uh, but I'm not actually super sure on ginger. Okay. Rutabaga. Vegetable. Okay. Rhubarb. Vegetable. Brussels sprouts, and is a full-grown Brussels sprout called a brussel? <laughs> um, no. Brussels sprouts are a vegetable. Um, 
I don't think we have a word for a full-grown Brussels sprout. So Brussels sprouts are, the species of Brussels sprout is Brassica oleracea. So when mm-hmm. we talk about like the plant itself, we say it's a brassica. So like if you grow Brussels sprouts, you say, I am a brassica farmer. I grow Brussels sprouts. Um, yeah, so so Brassica oleracea. So there's other Brassicas in like the Brassica genus, but the only one that we really eat, the only one that's economically relevant is Brassica oleracea, Wait. which is Brussels sprout. Yeah. I have a question about that real quick. Okay. So oleraceas, if I remember correctly from superfood research, means oily. Oh my God. I'm learning. I retain some of this, I promise. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So oleacee does mean olive, but brassica is brassica oleracee, which I think is probably just named after a person. I don't know if that has any Latin meaning, okay. uh, but there's like an R in there. So it's very, very similar. Very good memory. I'm very impressed, Thank but you. it is technically different. Um, but yeah, so brassica oleracee is one species that includes different foods that we eat. So it includes Brussels sprouts, but it also includes cabbage and kale and broccoli and kohlrabi and cauliflower and collards and some other things as well. So we eat a lot of different parts of this one species that's basically just bred slightly differently. Hmm. But they're all the same plant? Yeah, it's all the exact same species. And so they're all vegetables? Um, yes, we do not eat the fruits of Brascolaraceae. Hmm. Okay. So could you maybe tell me a little bit about why some things are vegetable and some things are not a vegetable? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so botanically speaking, there is a very clear-cut line of what is and is not a fruit. Um, and basically, it's kind of like, I mean, you're you're an organism. Plants are organisms. Yes. You have organs. I do. Most of them are just standard organs, but some of yes. them are sexual organs. Yeah. So that's kind of like how fruits work in plants. Like, pretty much everything is just, you know, standard, meaning like vegetative, meaning it's not sexual It doesn't have anything to do with reproducing the plant sexually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the fruits themselves are what have the seeds. So that is like the the difference there. So botanically, fruits are things that have seeds inside of them. Okay. And vegetables are all of the other things. So I think where I got confused is because I thought that there were some plants that were just completely vegetables and some plants that were just completely fruits. Oh. Like, I thought an apple tree was a fruit tree. Like, end of story, stop. Oh, I see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But no. So, basically, on an apple tree, right, you have vegetative parts and then you have the fruit of the tree. So, the apples are the fruit of the tree, but, like, the trunk and the leaves and the roots are all vegetative parts of the tree. So, if I were to eat an apple leaf for whatever reason... Um, I mean, it's not a good idea, but hypothetically, were I to eat an apple leaf, it would be a vegetable, even though it's from an apple tree. Um, it would be a vegetative part of the tree. So that's where you kind of get into some complexity because like these words do actually have meaning Mm -hmm. colloquially, like, like vegetable and fruit have meaning when you go into the store and you ask for like a fruit and then they bring you an apple and you're like, oh no, I wanted a bell pepper. They're going to be like, that's a vegetable. Yeah. So like ve- vegetables kind of are and aren't things. And in our in our vocabulary, apple leaves are not vegetables. Okay. It is vegetative, uh, but yeah. But like strictly botanically. Botanically, yes. Strictly botanically, it would be a vegetable. 
Um, I mean, we probably wouldn't call it a vegetable. We would probably call it vegetative. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Thank you for getting so deep into the semantics. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you, so that was botanically. How else yes. can things be a fruit or a vegetable? Okay. So then we have like nutritionally and legally. So okay. we actually have a legal definition of what is a fruit and what is a vegetable. I am all about it. For our listeners out there, I work at a law firm. I love law. <laughs> <laughs> so in the late 1800s, uh, we had an act. I think it was the Tariff Act of 1883. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was signed and it basically said that we were going to have a tariff on vegetables, but not on fruits. Okay. So there was this guy whose last name was Nix, and he ran this like huge produce company in, I think, New York City. Mm-hmm. And a few years after this tariff act passed, he was like, wait a second. I'm selling these tomatoes, but tomatoes are a fruit, and I've been paying tariff on them. So he sued like the port that his tomatoes were coming in on to get these duties back that he'd been paying because he's like, we're not supposed to be paying tariffs on fruit, and my tomatoes are a fruit. So this case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. It was called Nix v. Hedden. And basically what what they were trying to do is get to the bottom of, if is there a difference between how the industry uses the term fruit and how botanists use the term fruit? So a lot of what the argument was was just like, lawyers reading out dictionary terms they brought like a couple of different dictionaries in and they were like here is the definition of a turnip here is the definition of a squash i love it yeah so in the end the supreme court ruled unanimously that tomatoes are a vegetable hmm that is so it's fascinating Yeah, so botanically, tomatoes very clearly are a fruit. They have the seeds of the tomato plant inside of them. They are created through a sexual fertilization process that fertilizes an egg and then creates seeds. But from an economic standpoint and from like a societal standpoint, from a language standpoint, tomatoes are a vegetable because they are eaten in the main course. They are typically eaten in savory dishes. They're not like a dessert item. Yeah. So tomatoes are very strictly like vegetable. And they went through and they like itemized a couple of other things that were vegetables, even though they were botanically fruits. So this is stuff like squashes and eggplants and things like that, which we eat as like, quote unquote, vegetables, like in that like savory main course kind of meaning of the word. Mm -hmm. But they are fruits of the plant. So, yeah, we get into a little bit more complicated stuff. So typically nutritionists follow those lines that were set up in this court case and that like we all agreed upon before this court case societally Mm -hmm. uh but we get into some questions around things like potatoes because potatoes are vegetable but they're mostly just a starch and usually what vegetables are bringing is like a bit more fiber and they're bringing a bit more nutrition and potatoes are not really bringing any of that so With things like those really starchy root vegetables, like uh, turnips and rutabagas and potatoes and stuff like that, there's kind of a question around how nutritionally we're considering this, Mm -hmm. because starch is like a separate category. Um, And that's true on the fruit side as well. Like, we don't consider quinoa a fruit. We don't consider wheat a fruit. Like, those are starches because they are starchy. So, nutritionally, there there are different lines as well. That's super interesting. Cool. So it just depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah, it depends on who you ask and where you're getting it yeah. and 
what the purpose of it is. So you talked about specialty items. I'm assuming that's a legal term and not a botanical term. Yeah, it's not a botanical term for sure. It is an industry term. I'm not sure if that's like the specific word that that they use legally. Um, but this is things that like are either processed. Um, so like if you buy ground ginger, that's like a specialty mm-hmm. item. Um, or if you buy pickles, that's like a, a specialty item or are things that we use as condiments. So that's why sometimes like dried peppers are considered a specialty item because we're using them more as like a spice or condiment and not really as a vegetable, as like something that is going to create a dish, like a big part of a dish. Yeah. Um, there are some like funny things like um, lemons are a good example because lemons are in the fruit category. Like we consider lemons a fruit both like Like in our language, we call them a fruit. Like legally, we consider them a fruit. The industry considers them a fruit. But we do not eat them as a fruit. Like we do not eat them as as a dessert. They're like a condiment, basically. We put lemon juice over other things as if it were a condiment. Mm -hmm. But we treat them as if they were a fruit. So there there are like some failures in this system that Mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense. But it's kind of just like how humans think about them generally. That's so interesting. What the general consensus is. So, yeah. I actually used to eat lemons as a fruit when I was a very small child. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Way before, like, back before my brother was born, when I was, like, two, my parents, whenever we went out to restaurants, um, would just give me, you know how when you go to a restaurant, they give you the little lemon wedges? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think this was, like, I must have been younger, because this was, like, when I was too young to, like, it makes sense for me to get my own dish. Uh-huh. Um, so they would just give me my, the little lemon slices from their water, and I would just, like, <laughs> chow down on the lemon slices while they had real food for dinner. Sorry, we are way off topic. That's all good. So if we have these specialty items and these things that don't really fit, mm-hmm. how do those kind of work with the the guidelines, you know, like the five fruits and veggies a day? Like if I, I sprinkle pepper on my rice i assume that doesn't really count as a veggie yeah so how does how does that fit in like because i feel like a lot of it's common sense but is there like any kind of rule of thumb about like how to know whether or not something counts as a veggie um i think a lot of it is common sense some of it is down to the federal government so the usda Uh, creates like nutrition guidelines because they administer a lot of programs like SNAP Mm -hmm. and WIC and stuff like that that have to have nutritional information available. Uh, And so a lot of nutritionists and dietitians go off of these guides that the federal government creates. So they are responsible for a lot of that delineation around things like potatoes and sweet corn is another really good example because those are quite starchy products, but they're also like we treat them culturally often as a vegetable. So it's kind of a that 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 is kind of litigated in the USDA. And I think currently corn is a vegetable and potatoes are a starch. But yeah, it's kind of like an internal debate in the federal government. So if you want more information, I would turn to the SNAP website, which is actually pretty well designed. Way to go, USDA. They are also the only, they're the only federal agency I found where their website is being actively updated right now. Yeah, I still get my newsletter updates. So thank you so much to the non-furloughed federal employees. (laughs) Big shouts. Big shout outs. So, okay, you touched a little bit or a lot bit on Mm -hmm. how who decided what was legally a fruit and what was a vegetable Mm -hmm. but is there a council of like botanists who decide like say we discover a new plant 
tomorrow. Who decides whether mm-hmm. that counts as a fruit or vegetable or, like, in the government, who decides whether or not we can put those in school lunches as a vegetable? Like, is there a count? I'm just imagining, like, a bunch of people in, like, <laughs> black robes being like, oh, it's a fruit. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So there's not – within botany, at least, there's not that much debate anymore on, mm-hmm. like, what is a fruit or a vegetable. Although, like, peek behind the curtain, next week we're talking about plant taxonomy. And for a long time, we did not think that plants had sex at all. So there was, like, a big debate on whether or not they had any kind of sexual growth um, or if it was, like, all vegetative growth. So, so like, bef- back in the past, there was probably some debate on, like, what is a fruit and where is the fruit and where is the flower and, like, what are the different parts of the plant. But we've got that pretty much squared away now today. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there probably is – so, like, there's different delineations within fruit because botanists love to categorize things. So there's different, like, types of fruit within – the category of fruit itself Mm -hmm. so like if we found a new plant there might be debate on like which subcategory that fit into but for the most part there is very well agreed upon consensus on like what is a fruit and what is like the vegetative parts of the plant that is fairly well agreed upon um in terms of like a council of nutritionists a lot of it like i said is like within the usda I don't I don't really know that much about like the process of, of how things get categorized nutritionally. I think a lot of it is culturally and a lot of it also has to come down to sugar content. Okay. So when we think about our fruits, it's like berries and mangoes and apples and oranges and they are things with quite high sugar content. Yeah. The only real vegetables that we eat that we consider vegetables that have a sh- higher sugar content are things like beets and sweet peas also have pretty high sugar, mm-hmm. but you know, for the most part, if it's sugary, it's it's on the fruit side. Okay. Okay, dope. Well, real quick, let's jump into the break. Thank you for listening to this episode of One to Grow On. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. And we now have eight episodes out. So if you have an episode that you really liked, hopefully you did if you've listened to eight of them so far, we challenge you to find somebody who you think would also really like that episode and share it with them. Yeah, honest to goodness, that would be super awesome if you did that. We really hope that you're enjoying the show. and. We we want other people to also to also hear it and enjoy it. And if you could share it with just one person, that would make honestly make my entire week. It would make mine as well. And then you would also have somebody to talk about the show with because that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> we also want to welcome and thank Sarah, who is a real peach. She is our newest patron. Thank you so much, Sarah. And we would also like to say thank you to our supporting Starfruit-level patron, Lindsay. Thanks so much, Lindsay. You rock. You are also the best. A uh, reminder, I am going to be at PodCon. I'm going to be speaking on a panel that will be talking about how to take complicated ideas and turn them into simple podcasts. So if you are in the Seattle area, if you're going to PodCon, Shoot me or the show a tweet, and I would love to meet up with you. Uh, yeah, it should be super fun, and it sounds like it's going to be a great panel. Honestly, I'm super hyped. Me too. All right, well, I think that's everything, so let's get back to the episode. Let's get to it. Um, so you talked a little bit about there being subcategories in fruits, and I wanted to ask mm-hmm. about... Um, things like greens for vegetables or legumes for fruits where it's like a subcategory inside of it. Are those like super strict? Are they things that can change? 
are they cultural? Are, are they set in stone? Like, what's what's up with that? Yeah, so legumes pretty much there there is like something that is a legume and is not a legume. Like that one is very clear and delineated. Okay, legumes there is like a a plant family that is the legume family, which is Fabaceae, mm-hmm. and yeah, we we know exactly what is and is not a legume. That is very clear. So like beans, peanuts, soybeans, all of these things are legumes, and everything else is not a legume. Like it is, it is a very clear line. Uh, in terms of greens, that's kind of evolved over time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, in Into the Woods, there's that song that Bernadette Peters sings at the front of at the front of the show, at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, about her greens, like at her garden. Yeah, and she talks about a lot of different things, and she includes beans, and she includes some other things that we don't typically think of as greens now. So the definition for greens in the past was a bit looser. It was mm-hmm. more just like green things and now it's like we we use the term leafy greens a lot so that's things like cabbage and lettuce and arugula and spinach and kale like these are leaves and for the most part they're green like they're not always green but like those are our leafy greens so that is that is pretty much a category because it either is a leaf or it isn't a leaf and that's how we figure that one out Hmm. okay that makes a lot of sense why they're not something's a leaf um not to get too into the weeds again, <laughs> but uh, back to Brussels sprouts, which I now know are not baby Brussels. It's true. It's true. Um, they have a lot of leaves. Would they be a leafy green? I mean, Brussels sprouts are kind of on the fence, I guess. And that's a really good point. I was just saying it's like very easy whether or not it is or it isn't a leaf. Brussels sprouts are little tiny leaf balls. It's true. They are. Um... Yeah. I mean, I guess you could make the argument one way or the other. They are made of leaves, so in that way, and they are green, so they, in that way, are leafy greens. But we also usually think of leafy greens as being something you can put in salad easily. Hmm. And, like, Brussels sprouts are more of, like, an additive, not really, like, a base. Like, you can make, like, a cabbage salad, an arugula salad, spinach salad. Like, you can do all that. You can't really just start with a Brussels sprout salad, (laughs) so. That'd be good. I don't know. I guess it's your own personal call. There's not really an industry consensus, I think. I'm just going to put this out here to the world. If you do make a Brussels sprout salad, <laughs> please send it to us. Tag us in it. Send out smoke signals. Honestly, I want like to know. honestly though, if you have a Brussels sprout recipe of any kind that you love, please 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 send it to me. I love the Brussels I love Brussels. I think Brussels is so (laughs) underrated. I think they are just maybe, maybe, maybe the best vegetable. Ooh. They're a good one. Oh, my God. I just love them so much. I have two Brussels sprouts recipes. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oven-roasted Brussels sprouts and bacon-wrapped Brussels sprouts. One time I tried to make Brussels sprouts with chestnuts, and I tried to roast my own chestnuts, and don't. That's my advice. (laughs) I've had... Roasted chestnuts once, and it was this winter, and my uncle, we were at a farmer's market, my uncle just kind of uh-huh. wandered off, and he was like, they're roasting chestnuts somewhere, and then he disappeared, <laughs> and my aunt and I were like, where did he go? And he came back 10 minutes later and handed us each a chestnut. That's dope. See, I would totally <laughs> buy roasted chestnuts, but my God, they are so hard to roast yourself in the oven. It's not worth it. I, thought, I really, really don't think it's worth it. Also, you you can only buy Chinese chestnuts, which makes what? me sad. We should do an episode on the history of the chestnut tree. Oh 
I know nothing oh about chess. I thought you just like threw them in the fire, like you know, back in Girl Scouts when you'd make potatoes and you just kind of throw them in the fire. Okay, well, you wouldn't just throw them in the fire. You would wrap, wrap them in them up oil. and then you put them in the fire. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that's what you did with uh, chestnuts. Did I tell you about the time we were out at the ranch and there was a burn ban, but we really wanted to set up a campfire? So we set up a very well-controlled campfire. Everyone there was very expert. We had a lot of water on hand, but then we saw the fire department was, like, driving down the next road over, and we, like, freaked out, and you were allowed to have a fire if you were cooking. (laughs) So we just went into the freezer, and we grabbed all the food we could, and so we just, like, put, like, frozen sweet potatoes and, like, whatever we had in the freezer into the fire. (laughs) I actually do remember that story because, no, listen, because the next weekend we had a Girl Scout camp out at the ranch. Oh, really? Yes, yes. And I think your grandfather was like, okay, so we have some frozen meat. If anybody sees the fire department, (laughs) let me know and I will go get the frozen meat. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, so back to things being fruit or vegetable, it sounds like they can be Mm -hmm. a fruit in one category and a vegetable in another. Definitely. Um, Is there any way that something can be both a fruit and a vegetable in a single category? Okay. Mm, a good question. So legally, no, I'm pretty sure no. Just okay. because, y- yeah, like you have to have pretty clear rules if you're dealing with things like taxes and tariffs. We're not actually sure. really dealing with that many taxes, I guess, since we don't really tax food in this country. But generally, I, I would assume that like things either can be in one category or the other, but not both legally. Um, botanically, also kind of no, except for strawberries, I guess. Wait, so what's the deal with strawberries? Because, yeah, because they have fruits on the outside, Yeah, right? yeah. So or seeds on the outside. No, they do have fruits on the outside. You're what? right. <laughs> so what? I actually, <laughs> I take great pride in this because there is a West Wing episode uh, mm-hmm. where President Bartlett is having like a sit down with his staff and he starts asking them trivia questions. And one of them is what is the only fruit with the seeds on the outside of the fruit? And they say strawberry, but that is not true because that is physically impossible. And I love knowing that I'm just that tiny, tiny bit smarter than Aaron Sorkin in that one single way. There you go. You're smarter than the fictional president. (laughs) So basically how strawberries works is you have one flower that has lots of tiny, tiny little ovaries inside of it, like a bunch of ovaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And all those ovaries are connected to a pistil. And there are also stamen on there because it is what's called a bisexual flower, which I love, which basically means a flower with both female parts and male parts, meaning both a pistil and both stamen. So these little strawberry flowers have tons of little ovaries that will get fertilized and those little ovaries will turn into fruits which the fruit is actually called an akine, which is a, a dry fruit. So we usually categorize fruits into like fleshy fruits and dry fruits. So dry fruits are things like nuts and grains and akines. So sunflower seeds are also an akine. Okay. So these little tiny strawberry, what we think of as seeds, are actually the full fruit because that's what the actual what? whole ovary turned into. And then the strawberry, the fleshy part of the strawberry that we eat, is actually what's called an accessory fruit, which the receptacle, which is what holds the flower, it's like that little stem that Uh holds the flower. And basically once those ovaries get fertilized and those fruits start to form, the plant drops all the petals off and then it starts to 
change that little stem that was holding the flowers and it'll like expand it and grow it so that then those little fruits will stick onto the outside of it. So if you open up a strawberry, it like you can tell there's no seeds or anything inside. It doesn't it doesn't look like like if you cut a tomato open, it's very clear yeah. there's like seeds. This is meant to be eaten and then pooped. Like when you open a strawberry up, it looks very different than yeah. most other yeah, 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 fruits yeah. when you open them up because it's just basically a part of a stem that we then eat and the fruits are on the hmm. outside of it. That's so interesting. Yep. I feel like I keep saying that, but this is there all really interesting. <laughs> I think it's very fascinating. So I'm yeah. glad that you're interested yeah. by it. Um. Okay. I did want to to come back to something you mentioned, you glossed over that just kind of blew my mind. And that okay. was a grain being a fruit mm-hmm. yeah so like if i if i put rice in my fruit salad it will not taste good yes and if i'm trying to get five fruits and veggies and i'm just eating a lot of bread which is kind of where my life is at right now <laughs> that is Same, not honestly right it's not also super good so yeah how explain to me how a grain is a fruit and how that affects me in my everyday life as a consumer of fruits for sure. So basically what plants are bringing to the table, nutritionists will separate out into different categories. So some of the major categories mm-hmm. are fruits, vegetables, and starches, right? So fruits we've discussed are pretty sweet, have a lot of sugars in them. Vegetables are bringing a lot of nutrition, are often bringing a lot of fiber. And then starches are this other category. And the funny thing about plants is starches can include both things that are botanically fruits and botanically vegetables. So... okay. You can have things like potatoes, which are botanically vegetables, which are a starch. But Mm -hmm. grains are the seed, right? Grains are the seed, meaning the fruit of the plant. So those are starches nutritionally, but botanically they are the seed. Therefore, they are like the, the fruit part. The fruit technically in most grains has a little bit more to it than the what what the green we actually eat is because sometimes like they'll have a shell on the outside or they'll have like some like papery stuff on the outside that we'll like scrape off before we grind it down but yes Hmm. it is a seed which is part of the fruit but like legally and nutritionally it's not really it does not yeah legally and nutritionally it falls into like the grain slash starch category okay nice Good to know. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and now I have one more serious question before we get into kind of a light question that I think you might laugh at me about. So, okay, Okay. my last serious question is, um, I think your dad said in a previous episode something about anytime there's power, people are going to end up getting oppressed. And I feel like this is kind of not any Mm. different. So I want to know if there's any kind of injustices, either with tariffs or other legal action being levied on... um, fruits that are a big part of marginalized people's diets or social stigmas mm. or something being labeled as something that it's not to kind of make it harder for people of marginalized identities to practice their cultural eating habits. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Thank you. Okay, so I can't off the top of my head think of any examples of where there was like a food that was categorized as a vegetable or as a fruit in order to oppress people, basically Mm -hmm. as a tool of oppression. Um, There might be examples of that. I can't think of any where it was like just like whether it was nutritionally or legally or whatever, a distinction question of like what category it fits into. I can't think of anything. But there's definitely been like examples of 
ways that just general rules about food and and different kinds of plants you can eat and grow has oppressed people like in in like North America things like chia and spirulina were like outlawed by the Spanish like if native people ate their native foods they were like seriously punished oh yeah and for for a lot of folks in the American Southwest like chia and spirulina were a huge part of their diets and then the Spanish mm-hmm. came in and were like you can't eat this we'll kill you if you eat this um so that's that's like a really good example. There's some other examples of that for sure. Yeah, I remembered yeah. when we were doing superfood research, again, I think I remembered quinoa was classified as uh, corn for Indians or food yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that happened with like most of the indigenous food in North America. Um, like that was, that was a huge way to oppress Native people uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but that was like legally, that was like a quote unquote law that the Spanish tried to impose upon native folks. Socially, there's definitely examples. One that I can think of that is a really good example of this is, um, black food in like the Southeast, the American Southeast. So yeah, for a long time, food that was traditionally eaten by black folks was seen as like less nutritious, less Mm -hmm. good for you. And there's different reasons for this. So a lot of the foods that we now that now kind of fall into the category of soul food originally were were kind of created because folks were working with scraps. They were working with like the the poor cuts of the meat. Mm-hmm. They were working with like local weeds that, you know, how could they incorporate those? But a lot of the the foods that are included in soul food are very healthy for you. Like collards, for example, are really really good for you. They have a lot awesome. of yeah, like anti-cancer benefits and a lot of really, really good fiber. There's a lot of different things that they're bringing to the table. But for a long time, like nutritionally, they were seen as like a poor food. Like they were Mm -hmm. nutritionally poor, even though that's not true. So there's, yeah, I'm sure there's other examples of that. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, for sure. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And then my other question is, Holly, is vodka yeah. a carb? <laughs> it's made out of potatoes, okay? It's made out of potatoes, and potatoes are a carb. And just, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're trying to cut down on carbs, but you really like Cape Cod. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> good. Okay. Vodka then, has no carbs. Good. I'm assuming, though, that that means that whiskey is not a vegetable, even though it's made of <laughs> corn. Are you really asking me that? Okay, you know, a girl can hope. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Whiskey and vodka and distilled spirits in general have no carbs in them. They also have no fiber or other nutrition, which is what we consider vegetables to have. So, no. So I cannot go to the bar and get a nutritionally sound shot. Shockingly, no. (laughs) I'm sure to everyone's great surprise. (laughs) You know, all right. Well, that was my list of questions. Do you have any other fruit, vegetable, plant uh, wisdom to leave me with? Um, a pineapple is actually made from a bunch of different flowers that all merge together. Like a Portuguese man of war with plants. What is a Portuguese man of war? It's like a bunch of jellyfish, I think. I might have to check that. It's like a bunch of different little sea creatures all merge together and they float on the ocean are as one organism. Me? Are you uh, kidding me? Oh my god! 
<laughs> yeah, it's like a fungus, but in the ocean. They look like these weird, like, bloated jellyfish things. Oh my, God. my brother and I had a subscription where we would get cards about weird, dangerous animals in the mail every month, and one month, um, it was a Portuguese man war. Oh my God, that's so terrifying. <laughs> right? Right? They only exist in, like, the deep ocean. So, like, you're not going to find one at the beach. And generally, I feel like unless, in this day and age, unless you're on a cruise ship or a cargo ship, you're not that far out in the ocean. So you will probably never encounter one. Oh my god, I'm really hoping. (laughs) I am really hoping, let me tell you, that sounds so terrifying. (laughs) All right, well... I asked you for your wisdom, and I ended up talking about animals, so I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. No, it's good. I mean, I think it's a good comparison to a pineapple. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of One to Grow On. If you'd like to support the show, please rate and review us on iTunes or consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash one to grow on pod. If you'd like to connect with us, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at one to grow on pod This show is hosted by me, Hallie Casey, and Chris Casey. It is produced by me, Catherine Arche, and Hallie Casey. Our music is Something Elated by Broke for Free, and our show art is by Mariah Coley. Please be sure to check out the next episode in two weeks. But until then, keep on growing. Bye, everybody.